Welcome to the Accounting Pathways podcast brought to you by the Boutique Accounting Project, a collaboration of boutique accounting businesses looking to change the conversation about careers within accounting. My name is John Knight. I'm the founder, managing director of Business Depot. And joining me once again today is Nicole Bryan from Macro Group. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks, John. Great to be here. And of course, Ben Walker from Inspire Life Changing Accountants. Welcome back, Ben. Thanks, John. Today's topic, step up or step out. I know our last episode was all about should I stay or should I go now. One of the conversations that I find it's a really important one before you make those decisions to, to go is to think about those opportunities within the existing business to step up. So Nicole, I want to start with you today. Sometimes we have references about glass ceilings in a business and mm-hmm. team members are concerned there are no opportunities for growth within the existing business. Do you think it still happens in accounting businesses? Yeah, this is a really important topic, John, and something we definitely talk about at work. And we think about, you can think about your role as, or the business that you're working in like a pie. So you can cut the pie up into different parts and people can each work on different parts, or you can get together and work out how to make the pie bigger. Okay. And so an engine sort of analogy as well that I often We need a bigger engine or do we need to change the engine that we're, do we just need to go use the power within the engine we already have? Yeah, absolutely. So if we think about our roles, it doesn't matter where that role is, whether you're in a public practice firm, in commercial, big firm, small firm, if you think about your role and think about making the pie bigger, that gives you an opportunity to step up. So if you actually say, okay, well, hang on, why don't we think about bringing this new client in or bringing a different type of skill in and then you can get that opportunity to step up. And I think sometimes people come and say, well, there's really, oh, there's no room for me to get promoted. And we go, oh, hang on, let's let's talk about that. There's definitely room for growth and let's think about how we're going to do that together. So it's about having, in my mind, that open mind to how do you make the pie bigger so you can you can step up and get a larger slice of that pie in that particular business. And what do you think about the opportunities or exploring those opportunities that are existing within a business? Yeah, I think there's probably a couple of ways uh, you could look for these. The, the first one, and this is sort of in, in like, let's say, Inspire, for example, there are a couple of ways we can sort of grow into higher roles, looking after a larger number of clients. So that's that's one way. And the other way is potentially getting into or learning different services. And I've found our team really love that. So um, whether it's things like delivering estate planning or valuations and restructures or even financial sort of, we call it total financial control or like a CFOE style service really engages people and they're growing their skill sets so that they're able to help their existing client base in a much deeper way. It's funny, isn't it? When you have some good communication about these things, it's amazing the different opportunities that you can identify from a Mm. discussion. I mean, over my years within the industry, I've I've often put my hand up and said, I'm looking for a new challenge, or I wouldn't mind having something I can champion around the place to make me stand out from the crowd. Mm. Or I've had people come to me and go, I feel like I've achieved that part of my role. What's the next step for me? And like you sort of said, Nicole, sometimes that's taking on more responsibilities, sometimes it's taking on more clients, or sometimes it is taking on a new skill set or learning something else that, that that you want to do in a business. And throughout my career, at least, I've done forensic accounting for a period of time. I did business valuations on a, on a full-time sort of basis for for a long time there. And it all meant I got these different experiences because I was willing to step up into those new things or into those bigger things. 
rather than just be sitting there waiting to be fed new opportunities and new things with to ask from. How would you go about those conversations, I suppose, Nicole? Would you? How would you like your team to go about those style of conversations? Yeah, so everyone in our business, and I'm sure it's the same in most businesses, have, you know, biannual, annual, what we call career catch-up. You know, they used to, you know, they used to be called performance reviews. We call them a career catch-up because we try and talk about your career in in these meetings and go, okay, where where's the next step in your career? Does that mean do you want to try something new? And so that is the primary place that we think is a good opportunity to sit with your manager, maybe one of the owners of the firm or or a senior person in the business and really put your hand up and say, I'd like to try something new. I'd like to learn a new skill. Can I work with in this department? Can I work on that client? And that's a really great opportunity. And look, in my experience, I've never really heard of anyone not, not good things coming out from that conversation. You you have that conversation and something will come of it that would be great for your career and probably great for the business that you're working in. You've had similar discussions, Ben, I assume? Yeah, yep. So definitely, and, and I guess in terms of if you're a listener approaching one of these conversations, what I'd recommend is be really clear in what you, in communicating what you enjoy about your role, the stuff that you'd like to do maybe less of, but also keep in mind as well, and the thing you know, when I'm sort of guiding our own team through this sort of stuff, I want them to have mastered the level they're at. So if there's still gaps in their current level and they're like, oh, I want more, I want more. It's just this, I feel like um, we need to master the level we're at before we go and let's say take on some management skills or, or start, you know, coaching a team member underneath us and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, just, just, I feel like that's a, that's a real mature approach to, you know, working out where to from here. I think one point I'd really like to make there is those structured catch-ups are in there so that they are purposefully a structured discussion, but don't wait for those discussions if you've mm. got something that's on mm. your mind as well. I mean, we're very lucky here at Business Depot. We tend to, we have people that move between divisions. We have people that move from admin into specialist services. An admin person moved into our agency broking division recently, you know, because we've got lawyers around the place, but we can move people around and get them to try different things. And now not everybody has that luxury, but accounting is a big field that has a lots of different specialties within it. Um, what do you think about specialization, Nicole? I mean, I know you guys are really strong in the international tax sort of side of things, but do you like people to be a champion of something? Do you like people to have something that they're a specialist at within your accounting business? Yeah, we do. We do like people to get that base level of general skills because we do think that's very important for business and very important for their long-term career. So we do have this concept of everyone getting a base level of skills in a broad sense, but we, we really want everyone to be famous for something. And we think that's really important that people pick something that they're really good at or they're interested in and maybe just do that little bit more than someone else in that area. So it might be international tax. It might be, hey, they're an expert at technology and they get to know all the software really well. Or it might be that they're really great with client relationships, so they take on like a customer experience role. Whatever your skills are in accounting, you've actually got a broad range of abilities to specialise in all sorts of topics from marketing to, you know, the highest level international tax. You can be very, very, you can have lots of different opportunities. And I think that's why 
for me personally, accounting has been, you know, just such a great career for me because over my career, I've specialized in many different things at different times and gone, okay, now I'm ready for the next challenge. And that's what's great about that career. I love that that phrasing of what can you be famous at? We use the terminology of being a champion or something. Mm. It doesn't have to be something big either. Sometimes it's just you're the champion of, I don't know, an add-on to zero or you're a champion at Excel. And so you're known as the go-to person for the complex Excel sort of formulas and, and so forth. What about you, Ben? Do you have a two bobs worth on that? Yeah. So at Inspire, we've got four distinct teams and there's no sort of, when a new client walks in the door, usually they're just triaged between the, the four teams, you know, potentially based on capacity. But within those teams, what tends to happen is as the client base grows, they start attracting a similar sort of client base. So one is very dominant in the physio space. Another one, they've done a lot of work around property development and a sort of expertise within the team. And what you sort of get after a while is the expertise cross-pollinating. So if, if you know team four has a property developer or a client that wants to do one, they go and talk to the champion in, in team two, let's say, who um, who knows all about that. So I feel like that's, you know, it's very much aligned with what both of you have said, where you've got these champions within the, the firm. I think we've got a whole podcast episode on specialization <laughs> that we need to do because I, it's something I strongly believe in as well, especially industry specialization. It just makes the whole business easier and uh, that was you to advance your career as well. I want to come back to one of your points you made before, Ben, as well, and, and that was around people mastering the level mm. that they're at before they have to worry about a glass seeing. I, I do tend to think people think, I don't know, a, a little bit too many steps ahead sometimes. I know you've got to have a plan, but they're looking at the, the people that are around them and they're going, oh, well, John's never going to leave. And so <laughs> I might as well go, I'm going to have to go somewhere else to get advancement. My comment on that is that if you're part of an actively growing business, mm. then you need people to grow into those roles. I mean, we grow on average probably about 20% a year, which means we need to be adding new managers every year. It's not a matter of there's a manager that's above you, therefore you can't take their their role. Hmm. But I wonder, I suppose, Ben, if you're not in that actively sort of growth, sort of focused sort of business, would you still advocate that mastering of your level before you start putting your hand up to go, okay, what's next for me? Absolutely, because even if the step is not in the business you're at, you, you don't want to sort of step out into another business and then go, oh, hang on, I don't have these foundational skill sets. And you know what you don't want is you, you've to pitch to the the new employer that you have those skills, and and you find out very quickly that uh, there's a misalignment of expectations, and that's um, that's not going to be fun for either person. The big steps in your career, Ben. How have they come about? Have they come about from one of these sort of structured sort of review style discussions or, or what's happened for you? Yeah. So I guess my, my first career change was from big four to a suburban firm. And that was after, I guess, probably about 18 months of knowing that, that this firm won't be for me for the long term and primarily based on culture. You know, it came down to that. I just didn't see myself you know, being at the firm long term. And I, I do want to reiterate, that's 18 months of me knowing going to be going pretty pretty soon. And the reason why I stayed is I had a like a bachelor degree. I was, I was joined the, the big four firm as a cadet. So I didn't have a bachelor degree. I got that bachelor degree and then I went to do my CA at a suburban firm. And so, you know, part of me wanted to, to walk out the door as soon as I didn't like something. But at the other hand, I really wanted to have that sort of base level. So I ended up working for them for three and a half years. And it was solid training. So training was great. The experience was awesome. And, and I took that foundation. And then, my goodness, the, at the next step, it was just 
yeah, now I started learning about management and, and client relationship management and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. You strategically decided to step up within your existing business, knowing that you were going to step out down the track. Absolutely. Yep. I like that. What about you, Nicole? When in your career have you, how have your step ups come about? I'd probably say the most significant one when I was probably about five years in the industry that I put my hand up to go on an international secondment and to the US. And that was really difficult. It was really difficult to negotiate. And at times I sort of felt like I was going to give up because you've actually got to go through the process of getting, you know, an exit from your existing firm and, and an entry into an international firm and get a visa. And it's actually really complicated, but I'm really glad that I did that. And that's where I really started embarking on my international tax career. And um, it's one of those things that, you know, it's that little bit scary, a little bit daunting, but, you know, looking forward saying, I think this, I'm going to learn a lot from this. It's going to be a good step. And yeah, maybe some of the people who stayed at the firm might've gone up to manager and these other roles faster, but by going out and getting that international experience, I think long-term it's been very beneficial for my career and really glad that I, I took that step even though it wasn't actually that easy to do. And it that was great. Like it sounds like it was something that you asked for. It was something that you pushed Absolutely, for. Absolutely, yeah. But I think that would be one of my big observations with this whole topic is that you get your step ups by asking for it or by taking it. I see it with my team members over the years and any of the step ups that I've had have come from me almost taking responsibility off my superior person so that they didn't have to worry about it. And then and then you're basically doing the job when you have the actual structured conversation about career progression and those types of things. It's I sometimes get a bit frustrated with, sometimes it's um, senior accountants who want to be a manager, let's say. I sometimes get a little bit frustrated that they're sitting there and they're waiting to be given mm. authority or given responsibility. You know what? You make the person that you report to make their life easier, take those emails out of their inbox and just deal with them deal with those customer queries and so forth, and you will naturally step up along that career path, in my opinion. Okay, guys, we probably need to wrap this up. Any parting words of advice if somebody is sitting there thinking about whether there's a glass ceiling in their business, whether there's something they want to do to step up rather than step out within a business? And I might start with you, Ben. Yeah, so I think just get on the front foot and be really honest with your, the manager or partner or owner of the business. You know, I feel like if they you know, know about it, then then there's something they can help you with. And I would say the vast majority of managers and, and partners want to actually help you uh, in your career. Yeah. Nicole? Yeah, absolutely. Make the change. Find a friend to talk to and get the courage to go and speak to someone about how you want to make that change and make it happen. And I'd say start by brainstorming it through some good communication with your managers or partner that you report to around what the options are rather than just thinking there's nothing there and thinking there's a glass ceiling, just have that conversation, communicate, communicate, communicate. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Nicole. If you'd like to stay in touch with the Boutique Accounting Project and of course, our Accounting Pathways podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can check out the website at www.theboutiqueaccountingproject.com. Keep an eye out for our upcoming events. They'll be on the website and you can stay in touch on LinkedIn. Nicole, what's the best way to get in touch with you? On LinkedIn. And Ben? Yep. Find me on LinkedIn, Ben Walker. And myself, of course, um, contact me directly. You can find my details on the Business Depot page, uh, website page at businessdepot.com.au or connect on LinkedIn. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. And it's Ben. Cheers. Cheers.